uh, Abraham, God first. Uh, Isaac put things first. Uh, and then uh, Jacob put self first. Uh, and then we even looked at how uh, Abraham walked with God. Uh, Lot uh, didn't walk with God. He walked with a man that walked with God. And so many times when uh, someone leaves a blessed place, a, 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 a God's hand on that place, uh, they don't realize why they're not as blessed now as they once were. Uh, it's because they never developed that walk with God themselves. And so uh, Abraham walked with God. Uh, Lot walked with a man who walked with God. And of course, his life was just uh, spiraling. Uh, and then Lot's daughters absolutely thought his uh, walk with God was a joke. His religion was uh, laughable. He seemed to them as uh, one that mocked. We even uh, alluded to uh, David, that one time uh, adultery, uh, Solomon said, uh, uh, hold my Bible, watch this, and uh, uh, 700 wives, 300 concubines. I'm telling you what, uh, uh, he, uh, if David's heart was here, his circumference was here, uh, what he allowed one time, uh, Solomon absolutely centered his life on, uh, and then Rehoboam, of course, he split the kingdom. And then uh, even looking at uh, uh, Eli, uh, the high priest, his kids still serving the Lord, uh, Hophni and Phinehas, we knew they were corrupt, knew they were corrupt. Uh, and then Phinehas's boy, uh, by the name of Ichabod, the glory is uh, departed. Uh, and if all we ever do is uh, a focus on, okay, uh, how does this benefit me, rather than how does it benefit them, uh, the decisions I make, uh, it's going to impact me. No, no, how uh, is it going to impact uh, them. It's not about uh, should I sacrifice, should I not sacrifice. Boy, it's probably better for me if I, uh, I kind of mitigate that a little bit. Uh, yeah, but it's best for them. Uh, it's best for them. Uh, and so uh, out of all the times that, that uh, we've been coming here, I think uh, uh, years, I, I would assume, and then uh, different events, I don't know that I've ever shown you uh, pictures uh, of our family. And so uh, I want to show you the third generation uh, you heard the name Charlie a lot uh, this morning. Do we have a picture of Charlie? Just so you can see, uh, that's Charlie, and she's a surfer girl there, or something like that. I, I actually had one more photo I was going to show you. Uh, it was Charlie, only in a diaper, pacifier, leaning against the couch, basically looking like I'm in charge. Uh, it doesn't matter what you say, but it was, uh, I thought we probably needed to nix that. But uh, look at the next one. This is Charlie. Uh, the next one, she's angelic. She is absolutely uh, an angel. Do we have one more picture of Charlie? One more picture of Charlie. Um, and, and I mean just captured by, by Cinderella. Uh, it, it's to the point where a couple people said, we hear a lot about uh, Charlie. We don't hear a lot about uh, Jack. And so I want to make sure that I uh, balance that equation. I, I actually have two videos I want to show you. Uh, the first one goes along with that picture of Cinderella. Uh, can, you, can you put that uh, video up of, uh, okay, that's Cinderella. Uh, there should be a video right after that, a video. Cinderella? Oh. 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 Hi. It's so nice to meet you. My name is Cinderella. 
Charlie. How old are you, Charlie? Three. Wow, you're practically a young lady. I love your dress. It's just like mine. And so what's interesting, you can pause that there. Uh, what's interesting is um, we, we now live right next door to Charlie and Jack, right next door. Um, and, and in less than a two-month period, we weren't even looking to move. Uh, but uh, they sent us a video of Charlie um, uh, pushing her stroller to the next-door house that was up for sale. Uh, and pop, pop, live here. Pop, pop, live here. We bought, sold, moved in less than two months. I mean, uh, that, that's all it was right there. Done. Um, and, and then uh, that's Charlie. I want to show you the contrast. Uh, of course, that's Charlie uh, in her Cinderella, her, her princess outfit. Uh, and, of course, Jack, her little brother, Jack-Jack, um, there needed to be a Prince Charming uh, for Jack-Jack. And so here's a video of Jack. Yep, yep, that's him. He's all boy. He's all boy. Miss Ann, if you, if you struggle, let me know. Yeah, that, that's Jack-Jack right there. Uh, and so if you're, I was wondering why I was sick earlier uh, in the year, and that's it. That's it right there. Uh, but, but then you have a picture of, I, I think, Charlie and Jack together. Uh, I think we have that picture. Um, uh, and then I think we have a picture of the whole family. Uh, just so you know, we have uh, Allie is on the far left. We already have Charlie and Jack, and she's bringing them in two at a time now. Anyway, uh, it's going to be uh, twins, Kyle uh, and Everly, and then uh, my son, Stephen. He's an assistant pastor at Rosedale. Uh, he's planting a church in Fells Point uh, in September. Uh, and then on the far side, Hannah uh, works in, in kind of the business side of Rosedale. Uh, uh, but, and, and, of course, Charlene uh, right there uh, in the middle. Uh, but a lot of times people will say, Boy, why are you so passionate about bringing in the boundaries? Uh, why are you so passionate about uh, pointing to the perfect and wanting to make sure that that next generation uh, and that next generation... It's not just about us, it's about that next generation, and it's about that, that next generation, uh, and, and it, it, it does my heart so good when, when Stephen is teaching Charlie how to pray uh, before she goes to bed, uh, and then Charlie kind of milks it a little bit. I want Pop to pray, I want Nene to pray, and I don't want to go to bed right now, I want to keep praying, and, uh, but, but boy, it's worth everything, and the greatest impact that I will have uh, is not Rosedale Baptist Church, so praise the Lord for all that God does. Uh, the greatest ministry I have uh, is not there in Rosedale and there in Baltimore. Uh, the greatest ministry I have is Charlie and Jack and Stephen uh, and Hannah. And by the way, that compounds the ministry I have uh, at Rosedale. Uh, and so uh, this morning we were looking at the negatives. Um, with Abraham and Isaac and, and Jacob, and the negatives, with uh, David and Solomon and Rehoboam, the negatives. Uh, tonight, I want to look at kind of a contrast of the positives, uh, and we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 11 for a few minutes uh, tonight. Look at verse number 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses... When he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season, 
esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who was invisible through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, uh, which the Egyptians, as uh, uh, saying to do, were drowned. Uh, and by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down uh, after they uh, were compassed about seven days. Uh, and in the same way, we saw uh, the three generations that, that slid, the three generations that had uh, a slippage, Joshua, the followers of Joshua, the uh, followers of Joshua's followers. Uh, I see in Hebrews chapter 3, uh, in reverse, three generations, and the first generation uh, is Moses' parents. Uh, Moses' parents. And I think I didn't give enough uh, credit to verse number 23 because uh, in that hall of faith. Moses is in that uh, hall of faith. And Moses uh, did a great work of God by faith. Uh, but notice it's not Moses' faith in verse number 23. Look at it. By faith, Moses, there it is. No, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents. Uh, it was his parents' faith that hid him for three months because they saw that he was a proper child. They were not afraid of the king's uh, commandments. And for years, uh, it didn't hit me that hit me that this isn't talking about Moses' faith. Uh, this is talking about Moses' parents' uh, faith. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid. He didn't do that. They did that. Uh, they hid him three months. He didn't do that. Uh, they did that. Uh, by faith, they risked being punished by, for disobeying Pharaoh's law. He didn't do that. They did that. Uh, by faith, when Moses was too big to hide, she put him in an in, in ark of bulrushes and sent him off, gave him to God by faith. Uh, it was the faith of Moses' parents that did that. By the way, uh, on the side, when we give our kids to the Lord, God always takes care of them better than we ever could. When we give our kids to the Lord, God always brings them back to us in better shape than when we gave them. Can you imagine Moses? He had the privileges that he never would have had if Moses' parents didn't step out by faith. He was raised by Pharaoh's daughter. Never would have happened if Moses' parents didn't step out by faith. Got an education that he never would have received except for Moses' parents stepping out by faith. And so by faith, Moses' parents gave him to God. And if you want to see a faith that impacts beyond your generation, it has to start in mom. It has to start in dad, it has to start in the parents. Uh, and so, positive illustrations. The first one uh, is Timothy, 2 Timothy 1.5. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, Timothy, Paul saying, that is in thee, Timothy, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois, it dwelt first there, and thy mother Eunice, it dwelt secondly there. And I'm persuaded that it's in thee also. Hey, mom and dad, that's why we're to train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from it. Bringing them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And our example 
of faith. Our example of our walk with God does far more than us just because I said so. Because I said so. Yeah, I'm the boss, I'm the dad, I'm the one. Uh, no, they get so much more. Uh, what it's, more is caught than what is taught uh, uh, by uh, Charlie and Jack seeing mom and dad, seeing pop and neen, uh, living for the Lord. Well, it does so much more for them with an example of living uh, by faith. Put down number two. And so that faith started in Moses' parents, started in Moses' parents. They hit him. Uh, they risked it. Uh, they were the ones that uh, didn't fear the wrath of Pharaoh. Uh, but then it went down to Moses personally. Moses personally. His parents' faith was first, but his parents' faith uh, took root in the heart of Moses, totally transforming uh, him. Now, I don't think this is any of this will be revolutionary, but tied to this morning, understand the weight of it. The weight of it. Uh, Moses was impacted personally. Write it down. He refused the world's social position. Look at 24 as we walk through the text. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Refused the world's social position. Uh, he went from somebody to nobody. He went from, boy, my title, my position, uh, all the respect I get, I deserve. But by faith, he was willing to refuse the world's social position. And it was a choice made by faith in Moses. Wait a second. I think it was probably a choice made by Moses' parents long before it was a choice made by, by Moses. By the way, every generation has to choose. Every generation has to choose. Choose you this day. Uh, whom you will serve, uh, every generation uh, has to choose. And so, uh, number one, he uh, refused the world's social position. Uh, and, and then, uh, number two, he also refused the world's sinful pleasure. Uh, he's doing pretty good. Hey, mom and dad, hey, he's doing pretty good. Mom and dad, uh, your sacrifice that you made, boy, look at how it's blessed. Uh, look at 25. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, that choice, that choice, choosing rather, uh, that choice. Uh, life is a series of choices. Uh, and saying yes to some means saying no to others, period, in a sentence. Uh, you're not going to have it all. Uh, you can't have one foot on one side of the fence and uh, one foot on the other side of the fence. And uh, you can't do that. Uh, we have to choose by faith, uh, choosing, Moses did, uh, he refused the world's social position. He uh, refused the world's sinful pleasure. And it was all done by faith, by faith, by faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. Uh, one of Moses' great choices uh, is, do I suffer affliction with the people of God? Uh, or do I enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season? I talked briefly about um, involvement and investment in the work of God, involvement and investment uh, in the work of God. Uh, and your involvement and your investment is absolutely paying off. Shar uh, 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 asked, uh, maybe I asked her, uh, how do you think the sermon went this morning? And my, uh, my follow-up was, uh, 
Uh, I would be hard-pressed not to feel good about a sermon when you're preaching to a place where there's not an empty seat in the whole place. (laughs) And the spirit uh, and the warmth uh, and the blessings. Uh, I I don't know about you, but you may want to think about going to two services. You may want to think about that. Uh, Do you have a date on that yet? Uh, We've been in two services for, let's see, we started in about 2001. 2001, and so we're just going to do it for a while. Uh, Since 2001, uh, we've been in two services for 20-some years. And you start out for the right reason, because you need the space. Uh, You start out for the right reason. Uh, We're going to have a hard time putting more people in. Uh, You start out for the right reason. Praise God for how God's adding to his church. Thank the Lord for that. Uh, And so that's why you do the two services. Uh, But you're going to find a lot of benefits Uh, uh, with those two services, a whole lot of them. Uh, You're going to see new people come because of them. Uh, You're going to see families added to the church by way of them. Uh, And if for no other reason, the fact that the 80-20 rule, where uh, they don't feel like they're having to sit on top of someone, uh, right next to someone, there's space for them to sit and come in and hear the gospel preached. Uh, Moses chose to rather to suffer affliction, that sacrifice, that investment, uh, that involvement uh, with the people of God rather than it just being comfortable. Uh, It was a, and I do think that a lot of times uh, we weigh out the pros and the cons, the pros and the cons. Okay, uh, should I uh, do this? Should I tie the pros and the cons, the pros and the cons? Uh, Should I uh, teach a class? Should I uh, get more involved in the pros and the cons, the pros and the cons? Uh, and listen, I think there may be some prudence in that. But, but, but when your pro is God's leading, God's prodding, God's convicting, hey, God's commanding for the body of Christ to be a functioning, a functioning, every member, a functioning part of the body of Christ, uh, uh, then you can take the pros and cons and rip them up and throw them away. Uh, because by faith, by faith, uh, Moses... Uh, refused the world's social position. Moses, uh, Moses, by faith, uh, refused the world's sinful pleasure. Uh, and then number three, write it down. Uh, by faith, Moses refused the world's staggering prosperity. Uh, the world's staggering uh, prosperity, 26, uh, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Greater riches, it's not in the bank, Uh, Greater riches, uh, it's not in a 401k, greater riches, uh, it's not in an IRA, greater riches, uh, it's not in the garage or the square foot of the house, but it's greater riches than the treasures uh, of Egypt. Because the greatest riches for me is is that Stephen is serving the Lord. Uh, And Hannah is serving the Lord. Uh, And they love our church. They love going to the church. Uh, The greatest riches to me, uh, it doesn't matter the sacrifice. Hey, it doesn't matter the cost. Uh, The greater riches to me uh, is that Charlie can't wait to go to church. Charlie uh, is is all about, uh, all about uh, Stephen raising them up uh, in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Boy, that's the greatest riches that I'll ever be given uh, when we choose by faith uh, to serve the Lord. And so he rejected the three things, the world's social position. Uh, He rejected the world's sinful pleasure. Uh, He rejected the world's staggering uh, prosperity. And just on the side, uh, that social position is the desire to be, to be. 
Boy, I have to be the man. I have to have that position. I got that desire to be. Well, he refused that. Uh, the the uh, sinful pleasure is, is the desire uh, to do, to do. Uh, the, the lust of the eyes, the uh, lust of the flesh, and then uh, the staggering prosperity uh, is that desire to have. First uh, John 2 says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes uh, to, to be, the lust of the flesh uh, to do, the pride of life, but to have uh, is not of the Father, it's of the world. That's all that is in the world. Uh, and hey, mom and dad, uh, guess what? Uh, your boy is living the right way. Uh, your boy uh, is, I have decided to follow Jesus. Uh, the world behind me, the world behind me, the cross before, the world behind me, hey, the cross before me, no turning back, uh, no turning back. And Moses' faith rejected the entire, uh, I, I think the faith started up here, Moses' parents, uh, that that uh, uh, was Moses too young to, to understand when they had devotions, when they had an altar? Uh, was he too young to, to understand when they prayed and walked with God and loved the Lord and uh, had a heart for God? Uh, I do love how uh, Pharaoh's daughter uh, needed someone to nurse uh, Moses, uh, and Moses' mom ended up doing that. Uh, and so basically raising him up with all the benefits and all the blessings that God poured on them because they chose by faith. 1 John 5, 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. Moses, even their faith that was passed down to him. I think along the way, uh, Moses' parents uh, would have stopped and said, well, I thank the Lord we sacrificed for God. Well, I thank, thank the Lord uh, that, that it was all about that relationship. It was all about uh, our, our love for the Lord, loving him with uh, all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, that first and great commandment. Uh, I'm so glad, uh, I'm so glad that, that we lived our life by faith. It wasn't about how much money we could make. It wasn't about how comfortable we could become. It wasn't about what kind of notoriety we have. It was all about, uh, I want to serve him with everything I have. Uh, and then, thank God we did that because of the way Moses turned out. It started out uh, in Moses' parents. And then it continued uh, in Moses personally. It started in Moses' parents. Uh, it shaped Moses uh, personally. But then his faith spread into Moses' people. Talking about three generations uh, Moses' people. Now, now look at the text, and, and don't miss it. Look at the text. Uh, by faith, Moses uh, was, was uh, 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 a hit of his parents. It was his parents, his parents that did that, but his parents did that. Now look down at 27. By faith, he, uh, that faith started, that first generation, that Joshua generation, uh, that commitment, that commitment generation. But then, by faith, he... Uh, it's talking about Moses, first person, singular. Forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he, he uh, endured as seeing him who was invisible though uh, uh, through faith. He, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, uh, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. Uh, and then look at verse number 29, it shifts. It, it starts out in Moses' parents. 
And then uh, it shapes Moses' personally, Moses personally. But then uh, it spreads to Moses' people. Look at verse number 29. By faith, say the next word, they. Say it with me. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea uh, as by dry ground. By faith, they. By faith, uh, they. Uh, I, I talked a little bit uh, this morning about uh, the greatest thing I can do as a leader, be it a parent or just my testimony or a mentor or a pastor, uh, the greatest thing I can do as a leader is to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, a true blue all the way through, a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Sincere, uh, consistent uh, follower of the Lord Jesus Christ because it'll make all the difference in that next generation. Oh, yeah, they served the Lord, but, but they followed that, the rules. They didn't have the relationship. Uh, or uh, it can be like Moses, who, who, where it started here, uh, God multiplied it here. Uh, and then uh, Moses, because of the way he lived, it, it absolutely impacted uh, here. How about Hannah's faith? Uh, Hannah, uh, give me children lest I die. Hannah. Uh, Hannah, whose faith in God, whose walk with God, whose uh, prayer to God, uh, the first generation, remember, they saw answers uh, uh, in prayer. Uh, God gave them answers in prayer. Uh, the next generation, they saw the answers of someone else. Third generation didn't pray. Uh, but Hannah, uh, she prayed for Samuel, uh, and God gave her Samuel. Uh, and then Samuel can even be tied uh, all the way down uh, to David, this is the positive influence. This is the positive influence. It's not just slippage and, and, and sliding. Boy, if we end up living the right way, uh, God can take uh, Moses' parents' faith uh, and multiply it to Moses and, and multiply it to that next generation uh, of people. Hannah's faith spread to Samuel. Samuel's faith uh, impacted all of Israel, including David. And let me say this. Uh, we won't turn children out who walk with God if we're not walking with God ourselves. Can I, can I say that again so we all hear it? Uh, we won't turn out children who walk with God if we're not walking with God uh, ourselves. Uh, uh, kids who, uh, uh, they're all in. Kids who, uh, their involvement, their investment. Hey, Christ purchased the church with his blood. I want to add my blood to it also. Uh, we're not going to turn out kids like that uh, unless we're living like that. Uh, we're not going to have kids that are serving the Lord uh, if we're not serving the Lord, having a heart for God. Uh, if we don't have a heart for God, doing what's right. Uh, if we're not doing what's right uh, ourselves. I think about uh, Philip, uh, the evangelist, the family of faith that he had. In Acts chapter 6, he was uh, one of the seven, the, the first deacons. And uh, one of them was said to have been full of faith. And then uh, you look at his daughters, uh, his daughters that were virgins, chaste, they were moral and did prophesy, uh, and did prophesy. Uh, and then you look not only at uh, Philip, uh, and then you look at Philip's family, but then you look at the revival in Samaria that was led by uh, them, that, that was blessed through them. Uh, I think about, uh, of course, uh, when Paul was talking to Timothy uh, about the unfeigned faith that started first in uh, your grandmother uh, um, at Lois and then in your mother uh, Eunice, and I'm persuaded that's in the uh, also. I, I think a lot of times we, 
Okay, let me, let me say this. Uh, you can look at it uh, also with Manoah and his wife when it came to Samson. Uh, Samson, who uh, was a Nazarite, and Samson, of course, a Nazarite, they're not to uh, drink anything that comes from the vine. They're not even supposed to uh, eat grapes, whether they're fresh or uh, dried. And Samson, uh, Samson, different than a Nazarene, he's a Nazarite, uh, also uh, wasn't to cut his hair. That's a Nazarite, a Nazarite vow. And then also uh, a, a Nazarite wasn't to touch a dead body. Uh, when, when Manoah, his wife was telling him, yeah, an angel of the Lord came and, and, and God said that this is what's going to happen. Uh, this is who we're going to have. Uh, I, I love it when Manoah said, hey, call for the angel again. And the angel came again. Uh, and he wanted to get the word himself, uh, Manoah. Uh, and, and then he said, hey, tell us how to order the child. Uh, tell us what we need to tell that child to do. And almost everything that the angel said wasn't, Hey, make sure he doesn't touch uh, grapes, whether dried or fresh. Uh, he didn't point to him. He points back to them, specifically her, uh, while she's expecting, hey, uh, don't you do this. Don't you uh, do that. You see, the best way that I can influence the next generation is by how I live, uh, by how I walk, uh, by the spirit that I'm that I uh, allow to direct me and to guide me, boy, it all starts here. A lot of times I think Song of Solomon can carry over or at least uh, picture uh, who we are when it says, they made me keepers of their vineyards, but my own vineyard have I not kept. I got so busy uh, trying to help and bless everyone else that, that I let Stephen and Hannah do without uh, that I didn't speak to them. A family altar will always alter a family. Uh, spending time with the Lord. It's not just that negative slide, but there can also be that, that positive impact, that, that positive impact, that, that, that positive impact. Your children's Christian life is going to be directly affected and influenced by your Christian life. Uh, the people that follow you, that next generation that follow you, it's not just familial. It's not just that. It's not just, uh, well, well, it's my family. It's my family. I'm talking about uh, people that you influence, that, that mentoring that you do, that, that leadership that, yes, you have. Uh, uh, their uh, heart for God will be directly affected and influenced by your heart for God. Uh, you're living uh, just, I'm, uh, I will very gladly spend and be spent, Paul said. Hey, I'm willing to be wrung out. I'm now ready to be offered that drink offering. The time of my departure is at hand. Everything I could have done for the Lord. Why, I left it all on the field. I left it all on the field. There's going to be a day when the last song that could have been sung will have been sung. The last offering that we could have given to has already passed. The last person we could have witnessed to uh, the last time we could have uh, opened the word and bowed our head and had tears drip down our face as we just told him we love him. Uh, there's going to be a time when my influence on Charlie and Jack uh, and my influence on Stephen and Hannah, when I'm no longer in a position where I can influence them, hey, until that day, it's going to be all gas, no break. Uh, until that day, I'm not going to govern the thing. I'm just going to uh, full bore. Uh, I mean, serving the Lord. 
uh, in a good way, in a positive way. Hey, until that day, I want to make sure that I'm bringing in the boundaries, that I'm, uh, that I'm pointing to the perfect, that I'm, uh, that I'm being clear with my convictions uh, because I want that next generation not to slip, not to slide. Uh, I want the faith of the next generation to be multiplied, to impact, to impact that next generation. Uh, you've heard that poem, An Old Man Traveling a Long Highway. Did you hear that poem? Came at evening cold and gray to a chasm vast and deep and wide through which was flowing a solen tide. The old man crossed in the twilight dim for the solen stream had no fear for him, but he turned as he reached the other side to build a bridge to span the tide. Old man, cried a fellow pilgrim near, you're wasting your time building here. Your journey will end at any of day. You never again will pass this way. You've crossed that chasm deep and wide. Why build you that bridge to span the tide? The builder lifted his old gray head. Good friend, along this path, he said, there followeth after me today a youth whose feet must pass this way, that chasm that was as naught to me, to that fair-haired youth may a pitfall be. He too must cross in the twilight dim. Good friend, I'm building this bridge for him. Good friend, I'm building this bridge for them. Hey, good friend, I'm building this bridge for the pictures that, that you saw tonight uh, of our kids, of our grandkids. Well, I want to make sure that bridge is sturdy, that bridge is strong. Uh, I want to make sure the example that they saw of Pop Pop, uh, walking those last miles, walking those last years, uh, isn't of someone that decided, I've done enough. Let someone else teach a class. Hey, I've done enough. Hey, I remember that first time we built a building, that, that first time we sacrificed. Hey, I've done enough. Let someone else do it. No, I want to make sure they see Pop Pop sprinting to the finish line because they're going to take that example and it's going to have an impact. That example, and it's going to have an impact to the glory of God for their good, for the furtherance of the gospel. And so all I want to do tonight is kind of close it out. Tomorrow is going to be a little different. It's going to be on um, making sure that we're living the right kind of life in this chair. It's going to be more on marriage, about Char and I and uh, how we need to be in harmony. Or uh, the Bible says our prayers will be hindered. If we're not in harmony, the Bible says that uh, our children are unclean. If we're not in harmony. So I'm going to speak more on that tomorrow uh, on marriage. But tonight, I just want to take some time. For all of us to bow our heads, let's all close our eyes and let's spend a minute at least saying, Lord, Lord, help me to live the kind of life. Not that it'll be detrimental to an Abraham, Isaac, and a Jacob. I don't want that, Lord. I want to be like Moses' parents that sparked the faith of Moses, that impacted an entire nation. Uh, like Timothy's grandmother and Timothy's mother, how, how, Lord, you blessed it. You blessed the next generation. You blessed that next generation. Uh, I, I think about Hannah and Samuel and the nation of Israel, Hannah and Samuel and, uh, and then David. God, help us to have that walk that's close, that relationship that's real, Lord, I do pray that you'll pour in grace. We don't, 
predestined them to turn out right, but we can predispose them to him. I don't want to give them an excuse to, to turn their back. I want to give them so many reasons to, to step forward in their faith for the glory of God. Lord, I pray that, that you'll help this sermon to sink deeply into our hearts and to help us make committed decisions, Lord, for you. Uh, Lord, I pray that if there's someone here tonight that does not know you as their Savior, that's the first step to get into that, that Joshua generation, that first-generation Christian chair. Uh, maybe they've been struggling with it for a while. I pray that uh, they'll either uh, come down to the altar with a staff member or they'll stick around after the service to get that thing settled uh, tonight. But, Lord, we love you. Uh, we love you. Thank you for being our great example, our Heavenly Father, uh, you sent your son, our perfect older brother. There's no blemish in him. There's no spot in him. Uh, and 1 John 3 says that we'll be like him when we see him as he is. God, I, hope I'll, I, I, I pray that, I hope that I'll live the kind of a life that, that my kids will want to be like me when they see me as I am. Not because of me. But because of when they see me, they see the Lord Jesus Christ magnified through me. They see the Lord Jesus Christ high and lifted up in the ministry, Lord, that, that you've allowed for me. God, I pray that tonight there'll be some serious and sober decisions about Bible reading, about prayer time, about sacrifice, about involvement, about jumping in, with both feet. Lord, you died for us. We absolutely want to live for you. Lord, we love you. While Miss Bunny's playing, if you want to come to the altar and pray, you want to take time there in your seat, maybe you want to bring your family down with you and just pray and take a moment to commemorate your family, your life to the Lord you would take just a moment and separate yourself and say hey Lord what we just heard let that be my testimony let that be my story whatever that might look like wherever that leads help that to be me this buddy's just going to play we're not even going to sing but if you want to come to the altar you pray there in your seat we'll take a few moments and talk to the Lord about what we've heard about